This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. This is TL Talk Radio, Season 2, Episode 3. Welcome to TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funihetten and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funihetten. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Lynn. Looks like today we're going to be talking about technology. Absolutely. So talking today about using technology versus integrating technology. And this podcast was actually inspired by a tweet that I recently saw from Dan McCabe. And you can view the graphic of the tweet in our show notes. But in the tweet, Dan included a graphic with key comparisons and contrasts between using technology and integrating technology. And the graphic was created originally by Teach Bytes in 2013. So it's interesting that this is not new information. This is information that has been out there and, and it's a work in progress for us and for our teachers. I also linked the original post in our show notes so you can see the context and some additional information about this actual graphic. And today we're going to review the ideas in the chart, reflect, and make some personal connections to our practice. Invite you to do that also and think about moving your organization or your classroom forward. So we're looking at it through our context where all of our students in K-12 have a district-provided personal device. So our K-1 students have access to iPad minis and our second graders through uh, seniors have MacBook Pros. So we're thinking about this, hoping our leaders and our teachers will also think about some of these ideas as they design instruction that utilizes technology. So let's go through the chart. The first idea in the chart related to technology integration is tech usage is planned and purposeful. Now that uh, we have removed the barrier of access, teachers in our district can plan to use the technology resources anytime, anywhere. 
So technology will be most effective when it's used in conjunction with good instruction. And that's a really important piece to remember. The planning always has to start with good pedagogy, and then we can look for how the tools can be used to amplify the learning. For example, uh, this semester I'm teaching at Moravian College. I'm teaching a class in inquiry. Technology is very much embedded in the work that we do and the work that the teachers are doing back in their practice. Uh, recently, we started talking about how social media, such as Twitter, can amplify their own and their students' inquiry process. So if you run an inquiry-based classroom where students are curious and asking questions around content, a social media tool such as Twitter can be an avenue to not only finding the answers to your inquiries, but for students and teachers to connect with experts in the various content areas. Yes, and thinking about now that you have that access, technology can become a routine part of the classroom environment. So we see this in our schools in many cases. Uh, when we walk through our, our buildings and our classrooms, we see technology being used about 50% of the time. We see more and more teachers accessing our Falcon Docs, which are Salisbury's branded Google Docs, to transform the writing process. Um, this is just an example of how the technology has become an integrated routine. Students start a new project or a writing piece. Google. Docs is now part of our routine in our secondary buildings. They create a doc, they share the doc, they get uh, some ideas down for a brainstorm and a draft, they get feedback, they improve their work. And this routine is, is very evident and students know the process. We also see technology embedded in routines in our elementary classrooms during centers and guided reading. And we see technology being used to create a more efficient workflow in which students can create and share and receive feedback, revise and share again. So we're seeing a lot of ways that removing the barrier of access has now allowed technology to become a routine and an integral part of the learning process. And I think your example of uh, Google Docs is, is true for the administrative team and for the teachers as well, for us as adult learners. Uh, and as we're um, working through our own inquiries and challenges, it's, it's definitely um, something that's become routine for us as well. Take that away and I think our organization would look very different. Oh, right. So moving on to the next idea, uh, which is tech is used to support specific curricular goals and learning objectives. So we can often get into the trap of using technology just because it's expected or it's not, not giving it much thought. Uh, oh, our students are writing essays independently this weekend. Let's have them just use a laptop to write it. This is more focused on productivity than on a curricular goal and learning objectives. Again, it's really important that instruction is driven by the learning and not by the technology. I've seen classrooms where those clicker tools, you know those, are being used as formative assessment tools, but when you dig down into the kinds of questions and you find out how the teacher's actually using the data, you quickly can discover that the use of that technology tool was really driven by some false sense of engagement, because uh, students are just clicking and, and responding to some simple questions that they're engaged and um, basically compliant and, and following the teacher's direction. Uh, but clickers can be a powerful formative assessment tool if the questions cover a variety of levels of thinking uh, aligned to curricular goals and objectives and that the provided data is used by the teacher to actually inform instruction in the future. Uh, now that is technology integration that supports goals and objectives. And being able to support our goals and objectives technology can be used to engage students with content. And this graphic differentiates between 
um, instructing students on content and engaging students with content. So we've spent a lot of time researching and a lot of uh, resources developing opportunities for students to engage with content. You know, with the digital devices, students are accessing more and varied content you know, far beyond what they may have received earlier in our Salisbury education with only a textbook as the primary resource. Um, for example, elementary students are using an engaging reading program, Reading Eggs, where they're engaging with sounds and words and in a fun and creative way that really helps them um, understand some of those basic reading skills. Secondary students have the opportunity to engage with various primary and authentic resources through digital library subscriptions, um, relevant content through our discovery services, our, our grade six students engage with science um, content and working science inquiry problems through our tech book, as well as our social studies tech book. Um, often teachers may pose a question and provide a variety of resources online, both located by the teacher as well as located by um, students so that they can access and design some of those questions that you're talking about, Randy, and, and develop and understand content from multiple perspectives. So we're hoping to see more and more students um, develop their original content through thoughtful, purposeful technology um, integration in which they engage with that content around their inquiry-based questions. So the key word you're using there is students, and that brings us to the next uh, item in the chart, and that is technology is mostly being used by the students. And sometimes we we misinterpret this idea of technology integration by focusing it on the teacher. And actually, it should be used by both the teachers and the students. But remember, it's the students and the learning that we're focused on. Uh, students should be using the technology not only to access information and tap into those like minds, which is really the process of learning, but should also be using the technology to create products and prototypes, especially now that we're in this maker culture. Uh, these could be presentations, but they could also be things like movies, infographics, mind maps, uh, even interactive books. Uh, it's the students that we want to focus on. So when we talk about technology integration, what are the students doing to access the information and ideas as well as produce outcomes such as products and prototypes? Absolutely, Randy, creating. And we've had some great conversations with students around this topic already. Um, in addition to creating products and proto prototypes, we want students to use new thinking processes as they use their technology. And a perfect example of this is the idea that we shared with Google Docs um, and how that thinking about writing and about creating has changed from you create it and you submit it to you create it, you revise it, you get feedback, you revise it again, and then eventually you submit it. And we hope students will um, continue to develop new thinking processes. We've also seen students use media to dis demonstrate new thinking processes in our media course series. As students create original work and seek input for revisions from an authentic audience, we see them using new and different processes. So we want our teachers to help our students create more original work and provide venues for them to share and learn um, from a larger audience. And yes, yeah, students are actually uh, creating things and then sharing the, sharing their work out. And when they're using the technology to create those things uh, that I mentioned earlier, uh, they're not spending most of their time 
figuring out the technology or getting instruction from the teacher on how to use the technology. And I think that's sort of one of our, our hang-ups as, as educators is we feel we need to know everything about an application before our kids actually get to use it. So most of the instructional time is not spent learning how to use the technology. It's spent using the technology. Uh, we no longer teach applications in isolation anymore. Uh, we don't have computer classes uh, at our elementary and middle school level where kids are learning you know, how to use, how to make presentations, how to make movies. They learn those in the context on an as-needed basis, in the context of the creation of the uh, objects and, and the learning process uh, as they go through that. So we hear on occasion how parents and teachers want to see things like keyboarding and applications classes brought back, but these skills, while they're important and everyone needs them to know how to use uh, word processing, uh, they're not the thing that we should be focusing on. Um, do we really need to teach these skills in isolation? Absolutely not. Uh, when our students are working on projects and they don't know how to use an application or a feature in an application, they usually figure it out. And if you know you ask students how they figure things out, most of them go to YouTube uh, and and other resources on the internet like that, or other people in the room uh, to help them uh, learn how to use these these tools whenever they need them. It's not just in time learning. And I think this is a culture that has really evolved in our district, Randy. Right? I mean, we teachers would want to know everything about. PowerPoint before students learn PowerPoint or everything about Keynote before they use Keynote. And now it's a real shift in thinking that students will learn it as they need it. And and that's a real shift for us. It is a shift in the mindset. Uh, and I think internally in our organization, our educators get that. Uh, but we still do, you know, butt up against some uh, concerned parents uh, about these mm -hmm. issues, too. And, and mm -hmm. so, you know, that's something that you, you have to address and you have to be prepared uh, to provide a rationale for what you're doing. So thinking about the next topic, um, this one is technology is being used to encourage higher order thinking skills. And I think this is an area that we're definitely hoping to develop further. Uh, we often see projects in which students are um, curating content and then organizing content and then delivering that content for a presentation. And while certainly there's value in this, um, communication skills and thoughtful decision making, We'd like to see more inquiry-based problem solving and creativity, and this is an area that we're working with in our district to help teachers develop um, learning opportunities for students to practice higher-order thinking skills, um, and creation is, is part of that. Another area that we want to move in to is mentioned uh, next in the chart, and that is technologies being used to facilitate collaboration both in and out of the classroom. So when we were growing up, the only time that uh, we brought the outside world into the classroom was when we went on a field trip. Um, while field trips are still important, uh, they can now be virtual field trips. And there are all sorts of interactive websites where students can tap into other experts or other learners via Skype or FaceTime or similar tools. So uh, students can have, uh, we have examples where students uh, work with ePals in other countries where they connect with other classrooms regionally or nationally, have simulated Twitter chats, and are learning about the same content, but in a very collaborative way, both inside and now more frequently outside the class as well. So thinking about another area um, in which we want to continue to develop in our district, using technology to facilitate activities that would be difficult or otherwise impossible. And for us, this really connects to the SAMR framework. Um, one way we're helping teachers to uncover in-depth purposeful usage of technology 
is through the shared understanding of the SAMR framework. And we'll link a resource in the show notes if you'd like to learn more. Uh, but this has provided a, a common language for us. It's provided a common language for our administrators to be able to ask questions and start conversations about the teaching and learning activity, which utilizes the technology. This is a long list, so we only have two more. <laughs> Second last one. Uh, technology is used to build and construct knowledge. And I make this a connection to this idea of the maker movement, which has become very popular. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, technology uses more than just creating a final product. Uh, it needs to be used in the process of learning as well. And as students are asking their own questions, they can find answers but they need to take that knowledge and create some sort of deliverable that represents the competency in some standard or goal. Uh, and again, looking at the maker movement, it might be uh, in a business class where you're developing a business plan uh, and then creating a prototype on a 3D printer. Um, if I was in a business class, maybe my business plan, you know, developed through collaboration and connection with others working in that, that particular business uh, is a unique product, the result of my synthesis of uh, many other ideas. I then extend that narrative by designing a prototype on a 3D printer. Uh, and in that process, I'm building and constructing something far more rigorous than uh, what we see or have seen a lot of in that sort of copying, pasting information and moving it from one container on the internet to another container in a presentation or some other format like that that students uh, might be working in. So technology is used to actually build and construct knowledge. The students are building and constructing new knowledge uh, and using technology in that process. So last one, technology is essential to the learning activity. And, and this one certainly complements the idea of technology being used to do something which is difficult or otherwise impossible. And we connect back to the SAMR framework. How can we provide opportunities for two for students to learn together with each other and from the outside world in, with that, in which that technology is essential. And um, connecting back to SAMR and learning more about that would help you start to have that conversation. All right, so that's us working through that that whole chart, which you can actually see in the show notes. And uh, it's an awesome chart, which which uh, allows you to wrap your head around this whole idea of are you actually integrating technology or are you just using it? Sort of that surface level versus the deep level. So in each episode, we leave you with a question or two to think about with the idea of provoking some conversation. So this week's question is, how are you integrating technology in your classroom? Are you integrating it or are you using it? As been uh, defined by this particular graphic. So visit our blog, tltalkradio.org, and leave a comment. You can also explore additional resources that we've mentioned throughout the podcast in the show notes, and you can follow us on iTunes and leave a review. That's it for this week. Thanks, Lynn, and have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. 
head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.